0: You know what that music means. It's time for another brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. Who else would I be? The co-host search is still continuing, but that's got to take a backseat right now because I'm very excited to let everyone know. And I think You've probably seen the promotion I've done on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and everything. But today's interview is with the band Frameworks. Joining me on the show is Luke and Wyatt. Luke is the vocalist. Wyatt is the bassist of the band Frameworks. They're a, I guess you would say, melodic hardcore slash screamo band from Gainesville, Florida. And their brand new album comes out on Friday. It's called Smother. I know you've heard me talk about this multiple times. So hopefully you've gone out, pre-ordered the album, uh, streamed it from their site that they had. Make sure you take a listen uh, and pick up a copy of Smother because it is really, really good. I go back and forth between you know all the different bands that I like that have clean vocalists and, and unclean vocalists and the screaming in frameworks is so good. Luke does such a great job. It's just a really cool band to listen to. Uh, so make sure you go out and pick up their new album. Luckily for you, on the show today, we're going to be playing three tracks of theirs off Smother. We're going to play, or I'm going to play. See, I still do the wee thing. I'm going to play "Fear of Missing Out," "Purge," and "Tangled." And it's funny to say "Purge" because. We just released, and this one I can say we, because Kelly and I do the Ian Hates Movies podcast as well, and we just released the Purge election year uh, movie. So it's funny to see the Purge there for the track listing as well. But also on that note, Frameworks made a music video for Purge as well, so you can go check that out too. So I'm going to have everything in the description, obviously, just like I always do, where you can get their new album, where you can support the band, where you can get in touch with them it's all there, but it's a fun interview. Uh, it's a good time talking to them. Uh, some stories that you definitely would not expect, uh, for sure, because I was taken aback for a second with, with a couple of them. Uh, but it was good to talk about how they kind of progressed from their previous album Loom that came out in 2014. They also talked about the, the switch from Top Shelf to Death Wish. And, you know, we've talked about Death Wish on the show before. They're in Beverly, Mass., and I bring that up to them as well. Awesome label. Uh, really good stuff. So they're putting out Smother. And then also, Frameworks are on tour actually right now. So when this album comes out, they will already have started their tour. On July 6th, they're in Savannah, Georgia. Then they make their way to North Carolina. Then they're going to be in Boston. So I am going to be going to the show. I mentioned that to them during the interview as well. Uh, it's going to be a great show on Friday. So I'll have a full review of of that for you as well to let you know how these songs play out live because you know that's one of the best parts of the music that we listen to uh so then they go from boston to new york pennsylvania maryland virginia they do a house show in florida and then they do the actual record release show uh at the atlantic so listen in to the interview it's a lot of fun uh, I enjoyed myself, and hopefully the guys did too. I can't say enough. I've talked about it on the show before. This is a really good band. Check out Loom, and then also check out Smother. And they have EPs as well. Uh, check out their stuff on iTunes and Spotify. Pre-order the album. You know, give these guys some money. They, de- <laughs> they deserve it. Go see a show. Go see a live show. I think that's what Luke says at the end of the interview as well. That is the best way to support them. Go to a show. Pick up some merch. Do what you have to do. How many times have I said that? I've said it a million times. Uh, So make sure you do that. And then what I'll do is I'll throw it to the interview. After playing Fear of Missing Out, it'll go to the interview. We'll come back out of the interview with Purge and then talk about everything going on in news. And we have a ton of friends of the show uh, news for everyone. Plus some reviews, some talking points. You know how it goes. I'm just going to try and get all the news that I was able to compile. And I'm sure I missed a ton of stuff. And you know what the great part is? You guys can let me know what I miss. You guys can go ahead and tell me. You can send me articles. If you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, it's at Podcast. On Instagram, at Podcast. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Hates. And then also you can email me, ianhates at gmail.com. And you can also, as a last final resort, you can go to the website, www.ianhates.com. And there's a submission form there. And you can fill that out and you can send me anything. If you're like, hey, you forgot the news on this band, or hey, you should check out this band, this either for an interview or a review of an album, whatever it happens to be, we have some great listeners out there right now who contact me, and I'm learning about tons of new bands that we'll end up talking about on the show. We'll definitely talk about them on the show, so don't you guys worry whatsoever. But obviously, being a one-man band right now, Uh, I'm stacking up interviews I'm making sure that the show is going smoothly first off let's listen to Frameworks interview with Luke and Wyatt uh, because it is a lot of fun and then you'll hear some more Frameworks music and then we'll do all the news and whatnot in the scene and talk about random shit you know how it goes here so first off enjoy Fear of Missing Out by Frameworks. Well, let me, let me, I guess we can, I guess we can go ahead and start off. So I've already done the main intro for the show, you know, where I go through pretty much, you know, everything you guys have done in the past and I'll let everyone know that Wyatt is joining as well. Uh, So basically from the beginning, right now, how are you both feeling knowing that, you know, when the show comes out, you're a day or two from your sophomore release, Smother? What kind of emotions are you guys feeling at this time?
1: I'm uh, pretty excited, um. I don't know, we're all feeling pretty positive about the record. Uh it seems to be doing um I didn't really know what to expect because it was a little bit of a different from um the last record loom, but um
2: mm-hmm. I
1: don't know. We all like it, so we're we're happy to
0: see that other people are liking it. That's great. Like what I guess what is the difference then uh when it came to was it the recording process? Was it being on the new label? Uh what was really different between the making of the two albums?
3: I would say like I don't know. It just, it seems like everything's like a little bit more amped up this time. It's like the best way I can explain it.
0: Yeah.
1: Death
3: yeah. is, they're crazy, man. They're awesome. Some <laughs> label.
0: I have been, I have been listening. Uh, Stephanie was nice enough to uh, send me an advanced copy of it. So I have been rocking it for a while. It is a really, really great album. Where did it all come from? Where, where did you start uh, when you knew, you know, after Loom, uh, you, you went to Death Wish, what, uh, what were you looking for when you were making this album?
1: Well, it's actually almost entirely a new band um, from Loom. Yeah, so exactly. That's a start. And then the recording process was completely different as well from Loom. Okay. Uh, but as we finished Loom, Corey, the, uh, the, the guitar player, he, uh, he just kept kind of writing after that, and he just kept a few ideas. And then I guess a few months after Loom, we just kept writing for the next full-length. Yep. Uh, so we knew and we, when time did come to write the next record, regardless of what label it was on, because um, I mean, we were still on top shelf Right. when we started writing, uh, we just knew that we wanted to have enough materials so that every song that was on the next record we were, um, we were ready for. Not to say that we weren't ready for any other song.
3: But. <laughs> yeah, I'd say a lot of the writing for this record was like, one of the guitar players quit at one point, and then the dude we were playing with was going to be in Japan when we were recording, so we were kind of like, "Whoa, that's not going to work. And then, so a lot of writing was done. There's we four of us. We have no clue what we're doing. Like, are we going to do this as four people? And then Bobby comes in and has huge, hugest riffs in town, so,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: you know, just kind of laid it down and I'd say it was pretty cool. Uh, that That's why it was, like, so much different than anything else. A little uh, hectic, almost.
0: And that's and that's kind of funny to me because this album sounds even, I, not that it's a bad thing, it sounds less chaotic than Loom.
3: Yeah, we, we had a pretty good idea, like, in the sense that we wanted to write, you know, songs, like, I don't know, just songs, better songs to us, songs we had to enjoy listening to or writing or whatnot, and that comes with, I don't know, maybe a little more, you know, chill, laid out, I guess
0: yeah it's it's hard to say the album is chill, but I get I get what you're saying for sure. so let me uh, let me ask I guess for both of you, when did you like Wyatt, when did you start with bass? How did you kind of decide on that? And then Luke, when did you decide that vocals were gonna be your thing?
1: Uh, we both have a similar story. Um, I started singing when Corey's other shitty band prior to uh, Frameworks <laughs> yeah other <laughs> um, Singer quit. Like a week before they were about to record an EP that they had already paid for, and he asked me to do it with uh, with me having no prior knowledge of what I was doing.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: so I kind of jumped into it, and then the sort of same thing happened with Wyatt. Um, he had he played bass, but he hadn't played bass for a band when we asked him to play with us after Loom. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, it was just kind of like, all right, yeah, I really w- <laughs> I, I lived with Luke and Andy who played guitar at the time, and. And he was just like, "Dude, come on, we'll, I'll fucking show you all this shit, and we'll just jam out every night." And, and then he left. <laughs> yeah, oh well, yeah, it's funny. He kind of put a lot of work into that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We just kind of threw ourselves into it, and it's kind of just been going.
1: Yeah, that's always a strategy with frameworks. That if we if we're there, just kind of throw ourselves into it and drown until we figure it out.
0: Yep. There you go. Now. For that recording process then, was it done separately? Did you guys, like you just said, you kind of thrown yourself into the deep end for it. Is that what you did for your writing process? Yes. Okay. We uh,
1: had some songs and then we went ahead and just booked the time without all of the songs being written so that we knew at the deadline that it would get done. And we had no plans for the record. We, um, at that point, uh, we had no contract with anybody or anything like that. Um, so we just booked the time. Um, by songs, so we knew we wanted to do ten or eleven songs. Oh, okay. And we kind of just went into it, and it kind of just fell in place. I think that's the only way our band really works. If, <laughs> if we try to plan it out too far in advance, it uh, it doesn't work out.
3: Yeah, we're we're not good at like I don't know. I think a lot of bands and a lot of people are like very successful adults, but like or like at least there's like one adult. You know, <laughs> we're kind of like five people that are just really anxious and. Yeah, I don't know. Just I, jam jamming out or something. We'll figure it out.
1: I'm supposed to be the adult in the band, but I'm currently sleeping on Wyatt's couch. As <laughs> the two- <laughs>
0: well, then you must be looking forward to the uh, to the upcoming tour, then, right?
1: Yes. Pretty stoked. Just <laughs> sleep For on sure. Wyatt's couch, uh, front, <laughs> and then sleep on other people's couches.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. You're and I did look. I did take a look, and I'm excited because I did not realize that you guys were going to be in Boston. Uh, so now. In a you know when this interview comes out on Wednesday or Thursday uh, of next week or technically this week when it comes out, I'm going to be going to your show on Friday, July eighth. That's awesome,
1: dude. We'll see you there.
3: That's gonna be
0: a good one. There's a it's a really cool lineup. Yeah, who who is playing with you then that one? Because I went to I've never heard of Democracy Center before, Uh, so this will be my first time going to that venue.
3: Yeah, we haven't heard of it either. But literally today I was talking to Bobby about it, and I guess he kind of. Either know somebody or looked it up, but it's kind of just like a pretty cool space similar to something we had a long time ago called Wayward Council, and he was pretty stoked on it. Pretty sure uh, the saddest landscape is playing that show.
1: Yeah, it's the saddest landscape um, gatherers and capacities. Very nice.
3: No, th- I think that's New York.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I thought that was Boston. Oops. Oh, I could have it backwards.
3: See, that's what I'm saying, man. We never know what the fuck is... <laughs> never know what's happening with a show until like, oh, uh, this is where we're going today. All right. I usually cool. do.
1: I did book the tour. <laughs> oh, did you do the... You did the booking for it, Luke? For this one, yeah. You wanted to do something a little bit more intimate with this one.
0: Yeah, I noticed. I noticed on the list on July 12th, you're playing a house show in Richmond, Virginia as well.
1: Yes. It'll be a party.
0: Yeah, that's something. How do you... I guess uh, my question is since I've actually never been to a house concert besides local bands that I've known when I was a teenager, what is it like trying to schedule something like that out?
1: Uh, you, you, I, It's not much different, but I feel like we rely on friends a lot more in that kind of situation because it's not, there's no business aspect to them. Um, somebody who's putting on the house show isn't getting any kind of monetary value out of the show. They're just strictly doing it because they want to do it. Right. And, uh, it's
3: always a really good time. Like, I feel like anybody that's going to come to just somebody's house is obviously not like a regular at a bar or something. So True. everyone's, everyone's kind of there to get into whatever you're doing. And I don't know, it's cool. Just kind of chill at somebody's house, hang out with people.
0: Yeah, I guess you have to make the extra effort for that. Yeah. Now, do, will you play with other bands at that or will it just be you guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of scenario as a regular show, except for it's in somebody's living room or basement.
0: Oh, very cool. Would you guys happen to record it at all, do like a live show kind of thing?
1: Uh, I mean, none of these, but we're not opposed to it. We may have done it before. It, most of the most living rooms or basements or whatever you um, are not acoustically sound for recording. Um, uh, t- it's, in my prior experience, people who have a uh, living room that hosts shows, they usually don't have a, a house that... Um, I guess, you would want to record in because, uh, I mean, you're going to have a bunch of sweaty people in there.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Well, let me let me pull back a little bit. So, you know, kind of like on the show to talk about how, you know, we talked about how you guys got into bass and how you got into vocals. Uh, what were your musical influences growing up? Like, what got you into the hardcore music that you're playing today?
1: Um, I mean, for me... I think the bridge was uh, Thursday and into uh, Me Without You's first two albums. And that's where I was like, that's sort of what I want to do. And then I got into the Bridge 9 uh, catalog pretty pretty heavy. The, oh, okay. The Half Heart stuff and all that stuff. And I think that's where I started. Um, but yeah.
3: I listen to the worst fucking music. So <laughs> I don't even know. I, I just remember I really ended up liking... Uh, shit. Old Pride pianos
0: okay
3: i was like this is like really cool like screamy aggressive music that isn't fucking like cheesy and lame and i don't know that's <laughs> kind of it all spiraled downhill from there you know makes
0: perfect <laughs> sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean i guess we all have stuff that we listen to in the past that we don't even care about now for sure uh i've kind of been stuck in the same scene i mean that's why i do the show is to have bands on that I, that I really, really enjoy listening to their music. And obviously, you guys are, are one of them. Uh, but my music doesn't change that much. It's kind of been the same way since I was around 14, 15. And it's just kind of stayed that way. Do you guys plan on or do you guys think that your music will evolve into something else?
1: I can't say. I mean, I feel pretty comfortable saying that I probably will never sing um, just because I lack that capacity. Okay. But I don't really know. I mean, maybe I'll change my mind next album. Right, but as of right now, I don't plan on changing that. As far as the music, Corey is a whole different story. He writes most of uh, the structures for the songs. Everybody writes their individual parts, but he usually has the, the arching idea for all the songs. Okay, and, uh, I've seen him write songs while watching TV. So who knows what <laughs> that guy's gonna be thinking next week?
3: He's on a whole other level lately yeah. too, man. Usually, like, the dude loves putting on 311, and it's <laughs> it's not even really a joke. It started as like, a joke. Now. You gotta chill. Should
0: have died, though. I'm, I'm still laughing whether it was a joke or not. Dude,
3: they're honestly sick, man. That dude's killing me. He's like, bang, bang, bang. And you're like, well, I can't do that. So
0: <laughs> at so one we, point,
1: oh, go ahead. We have no intention of changing, but uh, who knows what might happen.
0: No, very true. Yeah, I just back to the 311. Believe me, I've, I've seen them live. I used to live in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, being an Air <laughs> Force brat. <laughs> so yeah. they used to play, uh, they used to do like summer shows for free. So, I, I remember, you know, it's just, it doesn't happen to be my style now. <laughs> Corey, yeah. I yeah, that's why he refused to do the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, Corey has no clue this is happening. That's just the person he is. We could oh. have told him eight times and he still have no clue. Oh, really?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's probably he might be at work, though. I don't know.
0: Well, what is, I guess, what is like a regular day-to-day for you guys when you aren't on tour, when you're not writing? Obviously, you have the new album coming out. On Friday, what's what's a normal day? Ooh. Uh, you can take it first one. Uh,
3: well, that's pretty sad. I don't know. <laughs> probably work at my like restaurant job. Mm-hmm. They're pretty cool, I guess. But then I just probably end up like getting drunk or something. I don't know. That's honestly like there's not much to do in Gainesville, man. There's just like bars, and then like you try to like jam with people. Yeah, but they're they're doing the same shit, so. <laughs> uh Luke, Luke's way more productive. He does like actual things. <laughs> so that's cool.
1: Well, what do you got, Luke? Uh well, usually I wake up at s- around 7 and I go to kung fu. And then after kung fu, I go to my uh my day job which is a screen printing shop. Okay. And then from there I usually get off and work on school cuz I'm, I'm in computer science degree. Oh, um, wow, very nice. And then I on the weekends, I have a second job, if you don't consider frameworks, um, <laughs> just working at a bar. and That's usually my, my
0: thing.
3: Yeah, it looks not quite as much as a degenerate as the rest of us are. But
0: but I am homeless right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, isn't he sleeping on your couch? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, it's pretty cool, though. I mean, you wake up, there's something to do. Or you come
1: home, there's something to do.
0: <laughs> I have to go back, cause I, and I'm sure lots of people have asked if you brought it up, but uh, when did the Kung Fu start?
1: Oh, it's actually a really cool story. Uh, When we wrote the song Preamble, we were um, writing it in this really, really, really sketchy warehouse. And um, as we were playing, we we actually had to leave for tour, and we didn't have the song complete yet. And I remember we were really crunching, because it was the last day, to really just play through it all together and uh, for everybody to feel like it was complete before we left for tour, because then uh, we were on tour playing it. Right. Um, And... As we're playing, it was a really small unit, so the music's really loud in there. And and over the music, we heard somebody banging on our unit door. Okay. And uh, so we stopped playing and we asked who it was, and we opened it up, and it was this really drunk and possibly drugged uh old older guy. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his description very well, but he just wasn't seeing audible words. He was. I remember he like looked at me and he's like he like pointed and he's like you got to go one two three four and then play it. And I was like, okay, man. <laughs> well, we we're going to close this door because we don't want the cops to come, so we'll see you later. And luckily, he was, he was pretty docile, and we closed it, and he wandered away. But then uh, we tried to play the song again, and another person came and banged on our, our unit door. But this time we didn't know, but we were like, hey, who is it? And it was this older lady, and she was just screeching. She was saying that her boyfriend had gotten stabbed and that we could come help. <laughs> and being weary as we were, we were like, okay, well, we're not going to come out, but we'll call the cops for you. And she's like, no, you don't understand. He got stabbed. I really need help right now. And we're like, okay, well, we're going to stay in here and we'll call the cops for you. <laughs> so we called the cops and we tried to play the song a few more times until uh, we heard some sirens. And when we, uh, we opened the door and there's like eight cops and an ambulance. And it turns out the guy that, who came into the unit originally, yep. the older man, he went next door to this other unit where this uh, couple, maybe they were a couple, but he went in there and he stabbed this guy with a, I believe it was a pipe. And wow! I, and he—I'm pretty sure he died because um, the cops blocked us in and they kept us there for like two hours. And eventually, when they came, because they blocked the entrance, so we couldn't leave, and they just waited until they figured out the situation. Then they came and individually asked us what we knew. Yeah. And we all said the same story. But when they asked me, I was like, "So is that guy okay?" And they were like, "Well, let's just say Bobby got it good."
3: <laughs> oh. <But> if,
1: <laughs> so you can insinuate that that guy didn't live. And after yeah. that. Oh, man, I got to do something because that guy could have killed one of us. Right. That's literally where it started. Wow. And now
3: we with like a kung fu master, so don't fuck with us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, what was that? First of all, amazing story uh, to get into a martial art. Why was it Why was it uh, that one that you chose? Oh, because
1: my boss um, studied kung fu, like coily foot, for uh, about 10 years. So it was very convenient to start. And then I kind of started... Doing other martial arts after that, um, jujitsu and stuff like that.
0: Oh, very nice. Do you do you follow any like MMA or anything like that? I do, I do, and I get a lot of shit for it because usually
1: uh, our scene of music and people who are in the M- MMA, yeah, um, regularly are very parallel. So, ah. people do ask, find out. They're like, "Why are you so into that? You're like five ten and 150 pounds." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I would think also being from florida florida is a huge uh like wrestling area right so i didn't know maybe you got shit from that uh for people from you choosing mma over wrestling
1: no i really don't like wrestling i have a lot of good friends that like wrestling but i really can't stand it yeah i just think it's kind of boring
3: i didn't know who nwo was and i got kind of yelled at for it and i was like (laughs) well
1: i'm good
0: i gotcha Uh, now let me So let me just quickly on the same note, though. So if you follow MMA, do you follow UFC and do you uh, watch their big pay-per-views?
1: Uh, I don't watch them as much as I would like because usually they air when I'm working because I'm always working. Oh, but right. I, I try to catch up on YouTube, but I'm I'm pretty caught up. I can't say I watch them on pay-per-view, but usually I catch them the next day.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure because you said sometimes you work at that bar, and I know that sometimes bars do the events where they'll put on like a UFC fight or something.
1: Yeah, they stop doing that whenever um, – somebody, I don't remember what fight it was, but somebody bled a lot. Um, Oh. And then they just realized that they probably, it's not the best scenario for the bar that they want to be, because it's like an arcade. Right. So they stopped singing. Really crushed me, because that was what I'm going to do now, Watch it on Instagram.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, it's like, uh, I guess that'd be the same as if someone, if they played those at Buffalo Wild Wings or something, and then all the kids saw it while they were, you know, playing basketball and playing the arcades. Yeah, I mean, it's not very... Kid friendly no no uh, have you ever and last question on this on this topic have you ever had to use any of your martial arts like either in real life or while you're on stage
1: no no I haven't I would I, I would like the day but every time something comes up I'm usually able to just talk my talk my way out of it or just turn the other cheek right um, it's happened a few times but uh this guy swung on me a few nights ago and it knocked my glasses off and I was oh, like oh, she yeah, I just got mad and walked away.
0: Cause you knew you could probably actually hurt him. And he was pretty drunk. Oh, sure, sure. Now Wyatt, what about you? Do you have any do you have any self defense training?
3: Nah, I mean I got into a fight in like the eighth grade, <laughs> but that's about it. I really uh I don't know, man. So far I haven't really pissed anybody off yet. <laughs> and I don't I don't think people fuck with me really, because either I look super poor or I'm just like kinda of taller, so you know, I'm just kinda of riding that wave until I have to like call Luke or something and be like, yo dude, I got a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean coming up on your tour list, you have you have Brooklyn, you have Philly, you have Boston, and you have Baltimore. So we can see if at some point something can happen.
3: Yeah, you know, sometimes. Hopefully not.
0: Yeah, hopefully not. No, you never you never want that stuff. <laughs> you never want that stuff. So what is uh what does the tour structure what does your set list look like? Uh, for this upcoming tour. Is it going to be mostly uh, the newer stuff? Is it going to be mostly off of Smother? Do you mix in some Loom in there as well?
1: Well, We're probably going to do mostly Smother um, considering it's the uh, the tour release and then we'll probably do just a a few older songs. Oh sure. We're playing mostly house shows and spaces and if you're that band that plays 30 minutes at a house show, you're kind of an asshole. (laughs) At least I think so. I I think Wyatt disagrees.
3: I don't know man. dude. if you're enjoying the art, you just got to, I don't know, you don't want to, I don't know. When fans, like, play too short, sometimes I'm like, that's that's a bummer. This was ripping. But also, maybe we suck, and maybe we <laughs> did not play, so
1: there is that. I just always thought that I would rather play less than play too long. I'd rather want somebody you want more than walk away. Well, like they're, yeah. they're playing too long, and that's, yeah.
3: We also say probably, because, you know, the way we operate, it's, everybody has their own little idea, so... As soon as we like, get together to practice and jam.
1: Oh, that's notable. I'm we sure. haven't started practicing for the tour yet. <laughs> uh,
3: somebody will be like, well, I want to do this. And then everyone's like, well, I want to do this. And that was a good like hour, like three hours worth of
0: practice. Yeah, do you have, do you have like a vote during that time of what songs you want to go with? Yeah, Unfortunately, call
1: a-, <laughs> a lot of opinions with not many, uh, I guess, crucial ideas. A lot of negative opinions.
3: And then somebody thinks they know the thing, like, here's the thing. And then they think they can, like, find a compromise. And then everyone's like, well, no, we're going to do this. And then, I don't know, it's always a good time. That's that's good. Everybody likes the new songs, so we'll probably just play those a bunch.
0: Do either of you have specific favorites from the new album that you're looking forward to playing live?
1: Yes, and it was songs that uh, everybody else involved with the record, um... They weren't their favorites. We were able to uh, to sort of settle with like fear of missing out and Tangled and stuff. Yeah. No, excuse me, Purge. Oh, okay. Um And I guess Tangled as well. But uh, our favorite songs were songs that weren't um, viewed as the stronger songs on the track. Like uh, Smother, Mar- Marathon, and Smother were are two of our favorites. And okay. then the closer. Yeah. Are three of our favorites. Um, I think. Yeah, like those are the think. three
3: that like I. Like if somebody had been like, "Yo, singles," I'd have been like, "Boom." Yeah. yeah, for yeah, sure.
0: But, no, that makes that makes total sense. No, uh, we we're gonna on the show. I'll play uh, "Fear of Missing Out," "Purge," and uh, "Tangled" because that's what I was asked for, and I do love those songs too. But I'll tell you for sure, my absolute favorite on the album is the last track. It's uh, the new narcissistic American Dream. For sure, yeah. that's mine.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah that, uh,
0: do you guys do you know? I mean, I I'm sure the vote hasn't gone down yet, but are you guys thinking of playing that one possibly on tour?
3: Well, yes. I'm down. Bobby. That's kind of Bobby's, like... That's one of his songs that he really brought to the record. And so
1: he's down, and I'm sure Matt's down. So it's going to be, like, bad at it. Yeah. Good time. I, th- <laughs> I think we want to, because I think it's, like, the time to play that one if we're able to. Uh, yeah, it's
0: basically. very very true. Do you want to tell me uh, or tell the audience a little bit more about that track? Because I really like the title.
1: Yeah, it's a little... A little lengthy, but I'll try to sum it up. I don't know if I can very well, but I, I wrote that song because it feels like mostly with our generation, um, it's like this almost uh, like get famous quick idea rather than really working for any kind. Of, it seems like most people would rather win a lottery than really work for anything. Oh, absolutely. Like, rather play, or I'd rather uh, write a hundred songs and put them on YouTube and hope somebody notices than really go out and tour.
0: Oh, sure, okay.
1: It just seems like our generation sort of. Going down that path, uh, it's the same like with kind of like startup ideas where I'd rather make a company um, with a cheap idea that I think I can eventually sell for a lot of money than make something I really feel passionate about doing. And uh, it it seems like people really uh, envision wanting to be more like a Kim Kardashian rather than like an actual star or somebody that can do something. I'd rather just be famous than actually do something that makes me famous.
0: Absolutely, That's like
1: general idea.
0: No, that makes, that makes sense, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that makes way too much sense the way things are going. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can hear, and I'm, I'm sure people, hopefully, I know you guys put out uh, a way to stream uh, your album recently, uh, so hopefully people can get it and then also pick it up. But you can hear the passion that you guys have for what you're doing, and I think that's a, that's a huge difference from a lot of the bands out now.
1: I can't really speak for the other bands, but I mean, we only know one way to do it if if somebody isn't passionate about it then it just doesn't work and that's why half the bands left eventually because they just sort of
3: go hard or go home because there isn't really
1: much you get out of it other than like the experience you know because i mean there's no monetary value you can really price on it you kind of just constantly lose money with no real sight of making money so unless you have a real passion for this uh this niche market of music there really isn't much to get out of it other than the experience
0: very true very true uh, so I wanted to also ask you about uh, Purge because you put out the music video for that recently as well. Where'd the idea come for that? Uh, it seems very like a uh, isolationist kind of people reaching out to people that don't care, making a statement that's not heard. That's kind of what I got from it. Is there a take that you have and why you kind of went in that direction?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I wrote this song about particular family members that, uh, They weren't very supportive, probably when I needed the support the most, but now that the band is sort of uh, guarding something that they sort of find notable, uh, uh, something that they think that is worth sharing over Facebook or something silly like that, now they're very proud of me. And they they put stake in something that they really had nothing to be a part of. Uh And it really bothers me because they weren't there in the beginning, but now they're very proud of me, which they didn't really put anything into anything I did when I probably could have used them, but now they're here and trying. So we, I started off with that idea, and then we started talking to Max Moore, who did the music video. Yep. But we were just straight up like, hey man, we are not the kind of people that can act in any way, so uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to like sing into the camera, so um, this is what we're working with. And he was like, no, I understand exactly what you mean. And he like brought that idea to the table, and it, it really worked.
0: Yeah, it did. It wasn't melodramatic. It wasn't over the top with the message. Like I think it got exactly what you guys were going for in the song itself.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean, uh, a cue to him because he just instantly picked up on what we wanted to do. I mean, we had one 30-minute talk, and he already had, uh, I guess, all the information needed. It was great.
0: Right. Are you guys going to try and possibly work with him again for whichever next single you choose for a music video?
1: I would love to. I mean, we don't have any initial plans, and um, we... Maybe uh, i don't know, because yeah. we have a lot of friends that do music videos, um oh, okay, yeah, like the guy that did loom he's really great as well, and yeah, it's always fun to just work with other
0: people, oh, no, very true, uh, Wyatt, what are your feelings on that song? Did you kind of have a similar background?
3: Uh, I mean, I guess if I think about it, kind of, but uh, <laughs> I can't really like attest to like 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 Luke said earlier like a lot of us kind of like focus on our own parts and so to be honest
1: I did not know what this song unfortunately was, about was until yeah.
3: just now unfortunately
1: <laughs> it's one of the songs we um we didn't talk about when recording I kind of just went straight into because it, it was actually one of the more personal ones and I didn't really think it was going to make it as a single so I didn't really tell them
3: yeah like I I can remember like doing shit with you on like the last song and Fear missing out. And I was like, okay, I get these, but that was kind of the one I left I guess out. Maybe I should uh, <laughs> study up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I didn't know. Hey, look, I'm not I'm not known for my in depth questions on these things. I just I just figured I'd go into it because I really enjoyed the song. Uh, hey,
3: man, we're we're not really known for having our shit together. So,
0: <laughs> well, let me uh, let <laughs> me ask you this too. Now that you're on, now that you're on Death Wish, what lured you? Uh, over to that label, uh, because they're, they're right next to me, I'm in Boston doing the show, and they're in Beverly, Mass. Very familiar with the label.
1: Um, so our band has always been a little too soft for the hardcore uh, kids, like the cold hardcore kids, but we've always been too heavy for the emo kids, and I sure. felt we were sort of just sitting in the center there, and when we were thinking what we wanted to do for the next record, that was just, I don't know, it just made sense, that's like who we really wanted to Be on after, as just trying something new. Because I mean, Topshelf was great. I don't, um, I would be very happy releasing another record with them as well. But when the Death Wish thing happened, I was like, I guess it just makes sense. Um, Because this is like where the music's going, and they seem to be the coolest record, in my opinion, doing that kind of thing. Um, There's really genuine people, and that's what we really want to get across with the music.
0: That's great.
3: I feel like everybody on that label, like their roster, they're all like bands that kind of don't really fall into one thing or another like oh this is an emo band or this is a hardcore band like everything they have is like just very uh dynamic and like
0: yeah yeah i can certainly agree with that and on that on that note actually so we talked about musical influences when you're growing up do you both listen to music now is there anything that you enjoy listening to when you're not working on framework stuff
1: Yes. Um, when we were recording Smother, uh, that was when the Vaporwave thing was getting pretty popular, I think. Or maybe. Maybe it was getting popular. And that was when we found about that, that whole joking scene. And we made fun of it pretty hard. We <laughs> um, was just, just joking around. And then that new Porches record came out, and I really, really liked it. Yeah, um, But then I was reading a review for it by somebody, and somebody labeled it as a Vaporwave genre. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. I felt <laughs> for <it." laughs> But I still love that record.
0: That's uh, great. <laughs> what about you, White?
3: Uh, I don't know. Listen to a lot of Black Sabbath.
0: Are you uh, uh? Are you gonna go see them on tour before they're gone?
3: I didn't even know they were touring. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> it's their final tour, and then they said they're completely done. That's awesome.
3: Shit, that would be really tight. Uh, probably not because I never can really afford those shows. But I will. Probably hear about it from somebody, and I'll be like, oh, man. That's watch it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll
3: watch it on YouTube.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll do a YouTube thing.
3: I, I would really love, because I feel like it's coming soon. Like, I would love to catch The Cure before they call it. Cause... Yeah, they just played not so long ago. James went on.
1: yeah, in like Orlando, I believe. Yeah, no money. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: What, what is the scene like for you guys there? Can you go to local shows? Are there, are there people or bands that you still hang out with that you want to go see? Like you talk about someone like The Cure coming through Orlando, but like in a basic local hometown shows, are there anything you guys like to check out?
3: Dude, uh, yeah, there, dude, there's a ton of music in Gainesville, but you will rarely find anything, you know, hardcore or emo related. Like there's Dikimbe that really does that here. That yep. band is amazing, um, but a lot of it is very much like punk influenced and like post punk influenced. UVTV uh, is another awesome band from Gainesville. Yep. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it it never ends. Really, like I can go to a show at the Atlantic and find out that these bands are from Gainesville and be like, holy yeah. shit, you guys shred! What's up?
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, Florida has a lot of great music, but the ones that you hear about from Florida really stick out because it's so hard to get out of Florida. Like, I mean, you can play Georgia and then get lucky with the North Carolina show, yep. but to really get to the East Coast or the West Coast, you have to travel hours. So right. bands right. that make it out of Florida are really dedicated, or more dedicated than um, maybe a career would let you. Like, if yeah, you have anything absolutely. else going on on other than playing music, you probably won't get out of Florida.
3: Wow. To tour from the South is really difficult because... To get to the markets, really, it's like a 15-hour drive. So I feel like to be a band and you want to do it, you have to put a lot of effort into it. And usually those bands, hopefully, are good.
0: Yeah, right. right. That's a really interesting way to look at it because I didn't even think about it that way whatsoever. Because I am used to some bands coming out of Florida, whether I enjoy their music or not. But to think that it's much harder to tour the East or tour the West because of that distance Is really interesting. How are you guys going on your tour? Are you driving straight from Florida up to Georgia, then doing North Carolina, then coming up and then going back?
1: Well, we normally just skip it. We sort of like, uh, I think uh, we've done it four or five times now where we just start in Chicago. It was like a 25 hour drive. Yeah. But this time we didn't want to do that. And um, I mean, I booked it. So it wasn't.
3: It starts in Savannah, which is cool.
1: Which um, is Georgia. But
3: I, I think. Uh, the next show is pretty far away, and then the next show is Boston, so right like, yeah,
0: yeah a lot of- <laughs> I've done that drive before from North Carolina to Boston. yeah, it's it's a you know it's a pretty long drive, yeah, it's supposed but, to be nice though I mean, when I, I I did at night, so I didn't really get to see the landscape and everything, but they they say it's a good drive when it's summertime, so
1: that's what we were going for too. I mean, um with this we. We had the ability to choose when we wanted to get into Boston. So I'd rather just overnight from uh, North Carolina to Boston to avoid a little traffic.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, let's see. I think I think I got most of my questions. Uh, I did want to ask you this, though, because I also do a, a movies podcast. Are you guys movie fans at all? I am not. I don't watch a lot of movies.
3: Movies? I, I like Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park?
0: the the original or the Jurassic World that just came out yeah,
3: Definitely the original. I was gonna say Jurassic World for some reason, but
0: what a I mean, it wasn't like that bad.
3: No, I just I literally yeah, watched I like it. Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a movie? Yeah, that is I, it is absolutely a movie. It just came out on Netflix actually, I think.
3: Oh yeah, dude, I've watched it like three times.
0: <laughs> no, I just I asked uh I just saw Independence Day uh and it was atrocious. So uh,
3: that's what I heard and I was like that's exactly why I don't really watch movies, cause I don't know, man.
1: You have a lot of negative friends. Movie,
0: movie sucked too.
3: Yeah, man. I'm like, well, <laughs> wasting my time. It's the... time dory is great.
0: <laughs> That's what I heard. I can't, I can't bring myself to do that for the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know who would listen.
3: You should definitely just do like a really awful movie and rag on it the whole time.
0: Oh, no, we. I mean, it's the one time that the actual the Ian Hates part that the hate actually is for that movie. <laughs> like, with music, I only talk to bands that I like and I only talk about music that I like. But with movies, it's like split 30, 30, 30, whatever, somewhere around there where it's I hate them, I love them, and then I'm just indifferent. Yeah. yeah. So the Independence Day one is so ridiculously bad. Uh, it was a two and a half hour podcast just ripping it apart.
3: <laughs> oh geez,
0: that's so, awesome. Yeah,
3: I, I can get on board with that.
0: Yeah, it's fun. I mean, we do we do like not a scene by scene, but normally have I have a co-host. See this, we were we did originally have a co-host. I say we uh, instinctually now. Um, but I used to have a co-host on this show as of last week he quit before the show. Uh, so it's been a little bit different to get traction again and to do like a co-host search. So that's what I'm, but when you have multiple co-hosts for the movies one, we can go two and a half hours fine.
3: Oh yeah. Just kind of bullshitting, like ragging on it
1: back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering where, uh, yeah, I, I watched the, um, the, the, uh, Victor's one from um Fear of Lux. And-
0: oh yeah. Do you, you guys are uh, fans of Fear Lux? Yeah. We, uh we played
1: some of our first shows with them.
0: Yeah. They're great guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, my co-host quit last week right before the show. So uh, it's been a little bit uh, trying to get used to everything. And I am looking for a new co-host now, but we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm fine talking by myself. It's just it's always been nice to bounce ideas off people and make jokes. And if you start making jokes by yourself, I think people think you're crazy.
1: Yeah, why well, does that that? I mean, <laughs> that's basically
3: what I did, I think. So,
0: hey, I'm a crazy man. There you go. Well, guys, I want to thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, Smothers coming out on Friday, July 8th. I love the album. Um, I'm so happy to have a chance to talk with you guys. And I'm looking forward to seeing you actually on Friday as well in Boston. So before, uh, before we sign off, would you like to tell people the best way to get in touch with you? I'll have links and everything in the descriptions so that people can click on and go right to your music but for right now uh... what's the best way to get in touch
1: uh... why personal phone number it's 352-514 <laughs> no, no, uh... but our email usually works because we we do not respond to facebook messages um, i was literally gonna say text me too you took my <laughs> joke man sorry yeah <laughs> any uh... any any contact information that isn't facebook messages because we just have people I, in the yeah. band that read those and then don't respond and then. Guilty. Oh, yeah. shit. Sure. So, anyway, but that. But usually, um, I just never know what to the say. best way. if you, yeah. and, you just have to be patient with us.
0: And what's the best way for people to support you?
1: Um, come to a show.
0: There we go. Yeah, I'll, I'll have you. the whole list up. Hopefully, people will be able to make it out. That'd be awesome. Great. Well, guys, thanks again. This was great. And your mic is awesome. It, sometimes, you know, the Skype is, is very hit or miss, and uh, this worked out very well.
1: Great. It's uh, an air. Shout from, like, out 2005 to 2005 or six or something like that. So that's awesome here, but it
0: still works. Very nice. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. So, yeah. Um, well, guys, I will, I will talk to you soon. Hopefully, I'll see you on Friday as well. I'm looking forward to the show. Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. All awesome. right, guys. Have a great week and congratulations. This album's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and welcome back. Great fucking song, right? Yeah, go make sure that you check out their music video for Purge as well. Man, that screams so good. Make sure you do it. I am looking forward to seeing Frameworks Live. Uh, I think it's gonna be great. Uh, Hopefully, everyone enjoyed the interview. I know I did, so hopefully, you did too. So, let's start off some news now. Uh, So, this is kind of major. There's a bunch of friend of the show type news today. So, now, obviously, this kind of stuff hit a little while back. Uh, So I record this from time to time. I write down what I want to talk about. Make sure I have my list so that I don't miss anything. Uh, But the first thing that I want to go over, and most people already know this, but friend of the show, Alteris, who if you remember, uh, they did the show a while back. You can go uh, listen to that again if you want back in the Ian Hayes Music archives. Hopefully, I'm going to have them again on the show so they can talk about this great, great news. Because they joined Revival Recordings. What a great label they are as well. In fact, I actually talk a lot about Revival Recordings in the interview that I do with Sean from Alisana. So as you'll learn on the interview, or you probably already know, uh, Sean is actually not only the rhythm guitarist and lead singer for Alisana, he is also the president of a and the director of creative production on Revival Recordings. This is his label. So it was fun when I talked to him <laughs> on that interview, he mentioned that they had bands that were going to come into the family. And my guess of the band was was Alteris. Because I remember talking to them and they were talking about label hunting uh, and whatnot. And this seemed to be a perfect label for them. So I'm really, really happy for the guys. Very glad they're on such a great label. I think this is going to work out perfectly for them. So make sure right now, support Revival Recording, support Alteris, and go ahead and pre-order Grief. If you remember, we talked to them about that. Grief right now will be a re-release. That's a previous album of theirs, but it hasn't really been available. So this way, you can go pre-order with a pre-order bundle. They have a bunch of new stuff. Go check it out. Make sure that you pre-order this album. Show them how much you love them. It'll be definitely worth it. Make sure you pre-order Grief Uh, and congratulate the band. Congratulate them. I mean, they're friends of the show. Make sure you go support them. Revival Recordings is great as well. You'll hear more about them when I actually talk to Sean in next week's show. Really good stuff. Now for a little of the sad news, though. So it turns out there are a few bands, and I'm sure most people know about this, but a couple of them just recently happened. But the major, major one, I'd say, of a band disbanding, calling it quits, is Yellowcard everyone probably knows Yellow card but they recently I think it was it was last week a few days ago somewhere around there uh, Yellow card announced that this upcoming album and this farewell tour are going to be it I don't think they originally called it a farewell tour but now it's going to be a farewell tour uh, so that's pretty you know it's pretty sad I guess it all depends on your outlook. Do you want a band to continue making music if they're not into it anymore? Uh, You know, a lot of people get very cynical when bands continue. I mean, we'll talk about the new Blink-182 a little bit later. But I I used to cover in one of the bands I was in. I used to cover Ocean Avenue. I used to do a few of those. I mean, they're always going to have a place in my heart for sure. You know, they're great pop punk, almost hardcore punk sound that they were pulling off from time to time. I mean, that whole Ocean Avenue is an amazing album. Uh, Never stop listening to that. It'll always be there. Uh, So I especially love breathing. Used to cover Ocean Avenue, as I mentioned. But yeah, I think I'm going to try and make their final tour. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys can too. Go ahead and check their tour dates. See if they're coming around to your area because I think it'll be worth it. If they truly are done and they're not doing any more reunion tours or anything, it would be a good time to see them. Continuing on that trend, unfortunately, Fearless Vampire Killers, FVK, Uh, are no longer a band. They disbanded. Uh, Their lead singer left. His note to everyone basically was saying that he couldn't dedicate all the time that the band deserved. Like he just almost wasn't into it. So now the remaining members decided that they're not the same band without him. So even though they're going to continue, they're going to be a different entity altogether, most likely. Not really a whole lot of word on what the original lead singer is going to do. It happens from time to time, but especially if they're one of your favorite bands. And I actually, I liked Fearless Vampire Killers. I, I like them a lot. Uh, so it is kind of a shame. But if someone doesn't want to be in the band anymore, eh, then why, you know, why force it? Uh, so they disbanded. And then also, For Today announced that they're finished after this next upcoming tour as well. Now, For Today is a little bit different. Haven't really talked about them that much on the show. They're a little, like, I respect their uh their talent like i think they're a, a talented band full of breakdowns like it's a it's a fun band to put on from time to time but they are very religious and they're one of those bands that really go out of their way to preach about it and that's their own choice and if you like that that is completely fine i'm not one of the people that likes to be preached to like when we talk to convictions like i like convictions because they don't try and get you like there are messages in their music, of course, but they're not trying to force you to do anything. They just want everyone to be happy. At least that's what I got when we had the interview with Josh. That's how it felt to me, and I think he's a genuine person. Uh, you can also look that up if you want to know what I'm talking about. Go back to the Ian Hates Music's archives and and find that episode with Convictions. But for today, they've had a lot of controversial stories uh, where members have left to become missionaries. I mean, they are dedicated to the message they're spreading. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, there was a controversy where I think it was their guitarist came out on social media and said that homosexuality is a sin and there are no Christians who are homosexual, like all that kind of stuff. And I just like, ah, I, I don't need that. So, so I try to, as much as I can, separate like the real lives of, of singers and musicians from their music It's hard with For Today to do that, though, because that's what the message they're spreading is about religion itself. So whether people agree with that part of the religion or not, that one person, at least in the band, agreed with that. Whether the rest of them do, who knows? I'm not going to put words in anyone's mouth. But they did become kind of controversial in that way because there were lots of times where things like that happened. So sometimes I personally and I you know feel free to let me know if this happens to you as well. If there's something that goes on in someone's personal life, sometimes I find it hard to separate that from the music. Like they often say, you know, hey, you don't want to meet your heroes in, in real life, you know that kind of saying. It's it's one of those things where I used to like and you know hopefully this isn't a bad thing to bring up really. Probably shouldn't even be laughing about it, but it's just it's crazy that it happened, but I think about I used to like Lost Prophets, and I saw them many times live, and sometimes I just want to belt out that song Rooftops. And I'm like, that is a catchy motherfucking song. That is a catchy song. But then I think, ugh, the things the lead singer did, the terrible, awful things, and if you don't know that story, look it up. I'd rather not get into it on the show. It's, you know, try to be like fun and happy on this show and talk about things that I love, and that's not it. So, I'd rather not go into specifics, but I often if Lost Profits comes up on a random playlist or something on Spotify or whatever it happens to be, I kind of am just like, uh, it I, it doesn't have the impact that it used to have and I need to switch it. You know, that's just my opinion. I would like to know what people think about that kind of thing because there are plenty of other musicians, maybe not ju- you know, maybe not in this scene, but in a lot of different cases where you're like, uh, you know, Ronnie Radke has a lot of, a lot of offstage issues, which, whichever ones, a lot of them have been proven. A lot of them people didn't have proof for, but there are a lot, there have been a lot of accusations. So I'm certainly not saying that he did any of those things, but that is sometimes that perception of you is what people kind of follow. So if they hear that band, they're like, oh, but did you hear what that lead singer did? That kind of thing follows you around. So that's kind of the way I felt about for today. So I'm not saying don't listen to their music. I wouldn't There's no reason for me to say that. Try to find out if they're coming to your town for this farewell tour. If you're a big fan of 4today, good for you. This is just a news report. They are calling it quits. They're doing a farewell tour. So this is your last chance to see them most likely. Then we also have two drummer stories. Turns out that The Devil Wears Prada have parted ways with their drummer. And this was like one of the original drummers. I think he was there for all five albums of theirs or so, so I'm not sure what direction they're going. There really wasn't a major statement besides, you know, hey, we wish him well, and him going, uh, I don't know what the deal is, but thank you all. You're all my fans. Like, you can check out his Twitter. All that stuff is up there, Uh, so that's a little strange. Not really sure if they're working on anything new right now, if anything new is coming out, but maybe more of the story will come out later, but then, to, uh, to do the karma flip side of this whole thing, Zach Farrow has gone ahead and rejoined Paramore for the recording of their new album. So they're still not so hot on the details right now. Uh, and I really haven't listened to Paramore for a while now. I used to love their stuff. I have a soft spot for female singers, In rock bands, screamo bands, whatever it happens to be. And I know, I know, Paramore isn't a screamo band. That's not what I'm saying. But in general, you know, I used to listen to Paramore back in the day. Now, not so much, but. It is a big deal. It it was huge on the internet when Zach announced that he was back for this album. Apparently, he still has his project that he's in currently, but he's helping with this album. So he's not saying they're making more albums or that he's back fully officially in the band. But at least right now, he's working on that. So if you're a Paramore fan, you're like, oh, there was something missing. Well, maybe this is one of the missing links. So we'll see when that album comes out. Maybe I'll give it a listen. I mean, it's been a while been a while, but maybe I got to give it a chance. So I mentioned earlier about the new Blink 182 album, California. Now I, because I've been so busy with all the podcasts, getting interviews done and whatnot, I completely forgot that California came out last Friday (laughs) until someone told me. And they were like, hey, are you listening to the new Blink 182 album? I was like, nope, didn't even know it came out. So I gave it a listen, a couple of listens, and I'm not going to review a track by track. But if you do want a review track by track, I will have the link in the description. There's a imgur, I forget how you say it, dot com. There is a post from Tom, they say. Now, I'm not sure if it's actually the real Tom or not. I think that was the question. I'm sure it'll either be proved or disproved soon enough. But Tom DeLong, (laughs) it says there's a post where he goes through every single track and dissects it and it is very very funny like it's even funnier if it's really from the real tom even if it's not though this person put a lot of work into (laughs) making this really funny so i'm going to read one of my favorite lines right now so he's talking about track 15 which is the title track it's california and he starts out every single review with what kind of song is this and then goes on to something and I just, I love this. He goes, what does this song make me think of? While listening to the song, my headphones came out for a second. I was sitting in a cafe and have never been so embarrassed in my life. <laughs> it's like Travis Barker and Drama Beats decided to invest in a TV studio and reboot the OC. <laughs> Writing this song in-house for the theme afterwards. <laughs> so I couldn't get that through that without laughing. I love that. I thought that was fucking great. So I thought that this is the kind of stuff you'll get. Uh, when you read the rest, so it's for every single track, and it's great. I hope it's from him, but whoever did this is a genius, anyways. So, <laughs> hats off to them. Uh, but when I when I listened to the album myself, and I might actually listen while reading this back as well. But while I was listening to it myself, there were definitely moments where it sounded like Blink. There's no doubt about that. But most of it was like, eh, Alkaline Trio. B sides of Alkaline Trio. It's not that it's bad. It just didn't catch on to me that much. I mean, I like Skiba. Like, I, he's great, but I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't necessarily feel like Blink all the way through. And like I said, it's not bad. But I'm not going to go track by track. I'd rather you read <laughs> the actual description that I'm gonna that I'm gonna put out there. Uh, but take a listen. See if it's your thing or not. I, I think it's one of those things where if it came on on a playlist, I wouldn't be like, ooh, turn this off. And I'm not like, this sucks, but I'm also not, wow, Blink-182 are back. This is what I've been waiting for for years. Nothing like that. I just think it's okay. It's not great. It's not special. It's it's fine. So let me know what you think. It's just eh for me. Also, I talked about this a few times on the show. We had talked about how Boys Night Out have their new EP, Black Dog, And right now on Chorus FM, you can go ahead and stream the entire one. Now, I listened to the first two tracks or so. There's not that many, but I only got through the first two. I thought it was good. Like, I'm looking forward to really giving it the time it deserves. And I'll probably do a little better review on it later. But make sure you go to Chorus FM, check it out, give it a stream, and then pick it up. Uh, I forget exactly when it comes out, but I know it's going to be coming out soon. All right, all right, all right. It is time for new songs new songs man I need like rejoiners or something right new songs Yeah, uh, I hope I hope you guys are enjoying this uh, so first off I want to start out with the new I prevail track it's uh, it's called scars you can go ahead you can listen to it on YouTube you can pick it up on iTunes do all the regular stuff it's it's all on every channel uh, I think it sounds good uh, it makes me look forward to the new album for sure I like their EP. Uh, Heart versus Mine. It didn't really stray away, at least this track didn't seem to stray away from the path they were on. Uh, so I enjoyed that. I like the dueling vocals. Uh, the vocals seem to be out in front for sure. Uh, there was no fighting with the music. Uh, they are always right out there in your face. Uh, and I enjoy that from time to time. I like that. And then very on the par, like very old school or. I don't know if you'd say old school, but very like older a day to remember for sure. So check out this track. Uh, see what you think. I liked it. I'm looking forward to seeing what the band is going to be doing with the rest of the album. But this is a good this is a good starting track for sure. Next, we have Desires. And you might remember from a long, long, long way back. So Desires did a 21 Pilots cover of Tear in My Heart uh, that Alex actually let us play. Alex, the guitarist let me play a long time ago on the show and i really liked it then they came out with their first single safe haven it's so unique and catchy i could not get it out of my head they're like this melodic hardcore slash rock it's so so tough now to put people in categories but it's it's sort of like that and the lead singer has a very unique voice so it kind of gets caught in your head Uh, So they just released a brand new song, and you can find it on substreammagazine.com, and it's for their new song called Crux. And once again, I think they nailed it. I think they hit it out of the park. Really looking forward to having these guys on the show sometime. They have a new EP that's going to be coming out that you can go pre-order now. So make sure you do that because I think this band is definitely going to be going places. And I really like the singer's voice uh, for sure. So hopefully I can get those guys on the show. We can learn more about the band and kind of what they've been going through, how excited they are for this new EP, because I certainly am. Uh, So go make sure, go to substream.com. You might be able to stream it other places, but I know they were the exclusive originally uh, to play the song Crux. And then go look up Safe Haven if you haven't heard that one before, because I'm a big fan of that song as well. And now it's almost like people are listening to the show. <laughs> because if you remember last week, my band for Breakdown from the Past was In Fear and Faith. Now, this week, In Fear and Faith released a new song called No Fear, No Faith. You can find it on altpress.com. Now, this was only released, it seems, it's it seems kind of a weird story, But it was only released by The Screamer, by the unclean vocalist Cody and guitarist Noah. So it's not really in Fear and Faith, at least in structure and, you know, additions to the band. So when it was released, uh, their clean vocalist Scott, who I've talked about before, he is amazing. He shared the link to everyone and said he can't wait to join in. He can't wait for the rest of the band to join in on this. So I don't know why they released it. Maybe it was just a teaser for everyone. But when you listen to the actual song, it definitely does not sound like In Fear and Faith. Not at all, at least to me. Because I'm used to, they use orchestra. They, they compose the music. They normally have piano or something in there as well. And then it's obviously missing the clean vocals. So there's only unclean. And it sounds like a completely different band to me. So it might even be worth it. If you don't normally like In Fear and Faith, but to listen to this version because it's so different. But this is all very hopeful to me because like I mentioned on the show before, I was hoping that this band would get back together. And now it seems like there's more of a chance. So hopefully they're going to start putting out stuff. Hopefully they get Scott involved because he is such an amazing vocalist. Uh, It would be a shame not to. So hoping for new stuff from them. But for right now, go to All Press, check out the song, kind of see what you think, uh, and let me know. But... If not, make sure to check out all the other In Fear and Face* stuff that I mentioned last week. On that note, since we're already talking about breakdowns from the past, I'm going to do a quick one this week because I've kind of been listening. I'll, I'll go through what I've been listening to later, but I haven't really been listening to as much old music. One of the bands I definitely did I did come across and ended up listening to the whole entire album was Drugs, uh, Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows. Uh, if anyone remembers that band, they did one album and they're a super group. So their first album was self-titled, So Drugs, Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows. And I know I've heard that before. I know other people were like, oh, that's not really original title for a band. But who gives a shit? It was fine. I, I really enjoyed this album. Uh, I got to see them live as well. It's, uh, it's the, uh, the first and only time that I actually met Matt Good. Uh, so that kind of can also tell you that was the first and only time I've talked to him. So that kind of answers the question, has from first to last contacted Ian Hates Music. <laughs> and I actually just brought that up in an interview that I just did. I'm breaking the fourth wall. I'm deadpooling this right now. I brought that up and it, it's a funny story now. But I'm going to continue this segment because who knows, maybe I'll talk to the right person in an interview where they'll just mention someone will know Matt. And they'll mention it or they'll know someone in the band. And they'll say, hey, I did this interview with Ian Hates Music. And he mentioned that you guys haven't given most of the stuff to the people in the Kickstarter. And they'd be like, what? Holy shit, I had no idea. And Ian Hates Music will have saved everyone all their stuff. (laughs) Pretty unrealistic, right? But anyway, one of the reasons why I love this band uh, for the little time they were around was because Matt Good was in the band, so he was doing guitars, and I think keyboard for that as well, so this was a super group, as I think I mentioned before, uh, Craig Owens from Chiodos was the lead singer, so this this band was put together pretty much right after he, I forget if he got kicked out or he left Chiodos, anyways, you know he's back in there anyways, uh, but he left there, went to drugs, uh, he was the lead vocalist, and then you also had the drummer Aaron Stern, he was from Matchbook Romance, uh, you had Nick Martin from Underminded, and then obviously guitarist, side vocalist Matt Good, and then bassist Adam Russell from Story of the Year. So super group, Really nice guys uh, when I met them. Put on a great, great show. It's really too bad. I wish they could get together again and do a tour, maybe put something together. I think it'd be a lot of fun. But it's one of those albums from front to back that I really enjoyed. Classic screamo, maybe going into a little bit of metalcore, but how can you go wrong with Craig Owens and Matt Good? Like, I I don't see how you can, and they didn't. I really enjoy this stuff, so check that out. Uh, lots of fun stuff on that record, front to back, very good. So, like I said, short breakdown from the past, uh, but I think it gets the job done for this week. So now let's do some friends of the show tour. Like, this is awesome. Once again. Uh, that Friends of the Show are on tour. So first, let's start out with Convictions. I already mentioned them earlier on the show. But make sure you go see Convictions if you can. They're on the In Vogue Records tour with Hotel Books and Dayseeker. Unfortunately, they're not coming anywhere near me in Boston. Still waiting for the chance to be able to see them live. But make sure if you're a fan, if you're a fan of any of those bands, go support them. There seem to be, I think it's more out on out the West Coast. Uh, but definitely go check them out for sure. Another band that are friends of the show that I am very excited about because they're coming very, very close to me, which is really great. I finally get to see the things they carried live. Once again, friend of the show, go back into the archives and listen to the interview we had. Great interview. Really looking forward to this. So this tour is a little different. It's Wednesday 13 and you'll know Wednesday 13 because he's the front man of Murder Dolls. So it's going to be Wednesday 13 featuring Murder Dolls, I believe. And it's the Bloodshed for All tour with one-eyed doll and then the things they carried. So check out all their dates there. Definitely worth seeing if you have the ability to. It'll be a little bit different genres for what I'm normally used to, but I like it. And I think it's going to be a fun tour. And I definitely want to see the things they carried. So go out and check where they're going on tour close to you. Because I think this is going to be a great show. And then lastly for the tour a band that I recently saw live and talked to you guys about. I the Mighty has a big tour coming up, and I know you can go to soundrink.com and check out their tour dates because they're also doing a bunch of VIP stuff. So like I said, they are definitely worth going to see live. Really enjoyed them when I saw them with Pierce the Veil. Good band. Make sure you check out their stuff. Maybe they have new stuff coming out soon as well, uh, but they're definitely doing a headlining tour. So check that out on Soundrink as well. So looks like we're coming up to the end of the show already. Now, for me, it's already been a very long day because, like I said, I'm going to Deadpool this again. I just did an interview. So not only do I have the Frameworks interview going up in this episode, but I also have another interview that I will start promoting later. Things have been working a lot different. Uh, so hopefully you're enjoying all this because I'm, I'm trying to work it out very well. I'm enjoying myself, so hopefully you are as well. Uh, so upcoming albums this Friday. Uh, we mentioned before, Amorosa is coming out with 131. Vanna is coming out with All Hell. And then, of course, like I mentioned multiple, multiple times on multiple, multiple shows, Framework's new album, Smother, comes out on Friday as well. So make sure, friend of the show now, Make sure you pick up their stuff. I'm going to have a concert review hopefully on next episode as well because my plan is to be going to their show in Boston on Friday. Check out their tour dates like I mentioned before. I will have all the links up so you can, uh, but you should definitely be listening to Smother. I know you've enjoyed the two tracks I played already during the show, and I'm going to finish off the show today with Tangled, but wait for that because that's not yet. Not yet at all. So, Make sure you pick up Smother. I also wanted to mention, right now, I've been going back and forth with a lot of bands that I'm listening to, but for sure, it's been a lot of frameworks, especially getting ready for Friday. And then also Red-Handed Denial, which I've talked about before. Lauren Babbick is the lead singer. They have an EP out, Wanderer. You need to listen to that EP. It is so damn good. And it's a concept album. I need to go through it and figure out The story behind it because I do love doing that. Uh, But I mentioned in one of my interviews I haven't been as lyrically driven lately because I've just been all over the place with the different genres of music that I've been listening to. So I got to get back to my roots. I like going through lyrics. Lyrics speak to me more than instruments do normally. So I need to get back to that. (laughs) It's it's kind of different for me to not completely grasp the idea of the song that I'm listening to. So I will get to that for sure. So. A few more announcements before I end the show today. One, I have a brand new interview with Sean from Alisana and Revival Recordings that is going to play next week. I can't believe I got the chance to talk to Sean. As you all know, whoever has been listening to this show for a while now knows how big a fan I am of them. Just such great stuff. I can't speak so I can't speak any more highly. <laughs> Of, of Alisana. I also love Tempting Paris. He does so much. And then not to mention. I really, really like pretty much every band that's on Revival Recordings. I think it is every band. So check them out as well. We're going to go talk all about that stuff in the interview. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I know I say that a lot. But the feedback I get... People do seem to enjoy the interview. So I do hope that you enjoy it because I do. So I'm hoping that comes out in the interview that I am enjoying myself. And these are the questions that I want to know. Like I said, if you have questions you want to know from certain bands, you can always get in touch with me. I'll see if I can work it in for sure. But so yes, very, very excited to announce that Sean will be on the show next week. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention was I am still on the co-host search had a few people try out so far things have been very good. But obviously, I want to give people time. I also want to see about the chemistry, all that kind of stuff. I'm not rushing in to getting a brand new co-host. They have to be able to put in the time and effort. Really, really want to do this thing because this does end up taking a lot of time. And it's something that I'm very passionate about. So I also want the person that's going to be doing it to be very passionate as well. So get in contact with me. I'll do all the plugs at the end. Uh, and make sure you get in touch with me some way if this is something that interests you, because that's what I want. I want someone who's very, very interested in this type of music, who wants to share their opinions and their stories about how how music changes their life, how music makes their life better. All that stuff is great. That's the kind of thing that I'm looking for. So I will be in touch with people. Get in touch with me. Let me know if you want to do this, because it is a great, great time. It's just work, too. I mean, it's You just have to have the passion to do it. That's all it is. All right, plug time. So like I said, not only to follow everything that I'm doing, you can also get in touch with me about the co-hosting of Ian Hates Music. So if you need to get in touch with me, it's Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast. Instagram at Ian Hates Podcast. Facebook is Facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And please make sure, hey, like the page because I know there are so many more people listening to this show, because I'm able to see how many people are listening to not only this show, but also Ian Hates movies, and it's way more than the likes on that page. So give it a like, that way all the stuff comes up, all the new stuff, anytime I post something, and that's an easy way to have a conversation with me as well, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. You can also email me, ianhates at gmail.com, and then on the website you can go to www.ianhates.com. All the shows are there from both, from right now, both podcasts, because there's going to be another one added soon. Ian Hates Music, Ian Hates Movies, download, stream, and you can also submit a form there if you want to tell me something. So if you want to talk about the show, if you want to say how things are going, I suck, I'm awesome, whatever it happens to be, you can let me know on that feedback, but you can also say, hey, Ian, I'm really passionate about music. I would also... Like to be on Ian Hate's music, you can do that there as well. So I'm happy everyone is listening. You're listening somehow. So it's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, any of your favorite podcasting apps. Do me a favor though, especially now we're getting so many amazing interviews and I want that to continue. Take the time if you can and rate, subscribe, and share, especially on iTunes. You have no idea the help that gives me by doing that. So please, if you can, iTunes. Five stars if you like the show, for sure. Please rate it there, subscribe, and share it. You can also like us on Stitcher and all that kind of stuff, but iTunes is the main one. So that would help out a lot. Like I said also, and as most people know, I also do Ian Hates Movies with my co-host Kelly. We just released the brand new Ian Hates Movies on The Purge election year, which is the final of, since we had done one show where we did The Purge and The Purge Anarchy, we figured, hey, let's finish off the trilogy. So tune in to see how I feel about that, because it seems like Kelly and I are on different sides on that one, so maybe you'll enjoy that. And like I said, I have a new podcast coming at the end of the month. I've kind of mentioned it before, but I'm going to keep it a little bit lower right now, uh, and we'll see how everything goes. But once again, way more content for you people. Hopefully, you're enjoying it. I, like I said, I love doing this. I really enjoy it. So get in touch with me. Let me know how things are going. It's much appreciated. So last, I want to go ahead and reiterate Framework's new album, Smother, comes out on Friday. They are out on tour now. See if you can go see them. Pick up that album. It's definitely worth it. Hopefully you enjoyed the interview. Also check out their other EPs as well as Loom. But I'll be leaving you now with Tangled. So let me thank everyone for listening. New people, old people, whatever it happens to be. I very much appreciate it. Thank you again. Here's Tangled. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks everyone.